Hello, lovely listeners. Welcome to Chaplaincy Board Podcast. Yes, the number one podcast that seeks to equip your Christian faith. Yes, so today we'll be having a discussion on the topic how should Christians pull unbelievers to Christ without being unequally yoked with them? Or being influenced by them and we had the privilege of having two lovely and spirit-filled choir members university choir members joining us for the discussion it was awesome don't touch this now stay connected and you'll be blessed if i have a testimony if i have anything at all So I have with me Lois and then Enoch. So I would hand it over to Lois to give us a brief introduction. Then after Enoch to also introduce himself. So thank you very much, Regina. You're welcome. Hello everyone. My name is Lois Samia. I'm a student of chemistry, biological science. And I'm also practicing guy in the university choir. Okay. You know. Okay, good evening everyone. Good evening. Okay, thank you for this opportunity. I am Inok Wachukoku, a second year student in King University, leading geography and world development, tennis and guy in the university choir. Okay. Awesome. Alright. Right, so we won't waste much time. We'll delve into the topic and start with everything. Okay, so the first thing that I would want to, I would want us to discuss on is um, first of all, who who would we consider to be an unbeliever in the first place? Like, who would you say is an unbeliever? Enoch, um, do you mind starting? Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah. Unbeliever is a exact opposite of a believer, right? Okay. Yeah, so, I think first of all, talk about what I believe that. Okay. Who an unbeliever is. Okay. An unbeliever, a believer is a child of God. You all know that a believer is a child of God. Mm-hmm. Or a born again Christian by faith in Jesus Christ. Mm. And an unbeliever is someone who does not believe in Jesus Christ. Okay. When we look at the New Testament, the Greek word epistos is translated unbeliever. Mm. It addicting from literally means not faithful. Okay. And it describes someone lacking in Christian faith. There is a clear distinction through our scripture between those who follow Christ and those who do not follow him. The word unbeliever was understood to represent everything opposed to Christian faith and godliness. Okay. When we look at our first second Corinthians 14, Paul mm. writes that do not be bound together with unbelievers. Okay. For what partnership are righteousness and lawlessness? Or what fellowship as light with darkness? Or what harmony as Christ with barrier? Or what has a believer in common with an unbeliever? The understanding was that those who are to fit in Christ, the importance of being transformed 
into the image of Jesus. Mm. But further along, they were in this process. The fewer similarities they had with unbelievers. Mm. In that situation, the word belief always implies far more than mental arguments and truth. Yeah. Satan and demons know more than any of us the fact about Jesus Christ. The meaning of faith, death, and resurrection, and the truth of Scripture. To believe for salvation requires more than that. The believer is one who has transferred ownership of his life and future to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Okay, so the unbeliever is the one who has not given his life to Jesus Christ. And he has, he has not been transformed. By the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay. So that's how I'm on the Wow, wow. Very powerful. Very powerful. Thank you, Enoch. So, Lois, who would you say is an unbeliever? Well, um, thank you very much, our brother Enoch. Like, he has really yeah. delved, he has really, really delved it. But um, I would like to just add something. Okay. You know, um, we know that. Um, a believer, we you know Christianity is religion, mm-hmm. but then a believer is one who has accepted Christ as his Lord and personal Savior. So the moment you would accept Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, there is this, um, um, the, um, the discernment of the Holy Spirit upon you. You have to work yearn, um, yearn for the Holy Spirit because um, the Holy Spirit begins to help you create that long-lasting relationship between you and God. Now, the unbeliever doesn't have any of that. Because even though you can't, some people can be, I mean, born into the religion called Christianity, but then they might not, they might even be unbelievers. Why? Because they've not accepted Christ as their Lord and personal leader. They don't have that special relationship, that intimate relationship with God, which makes them unbelievers. Okay. Thank you. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. So we can see that an unbeliever is a person who lives by the flesh, not by the spirit. Okay, wow. So they conform to the standards of the world. Not so let's move to our next topic that we want to discuss on this main issue. Okay, so what does it mean to be unequally yoked? With unbelievers, um, Lois. Okay. The world is of the flesh. Mm-hmm. Now, when you become a believer, it's like you are about um, you are excluded. You you pay attention to your spirit more than your what your flesh. Mm-hmm. Then the unbeliever also does what the unbeliever pays attention more to the flesh more than what the spirit. Mm-hmm. Now, when you become, you see, it means that you are on different levels. It's not like they are less humane than you, but mm-hmm. like you are on different levels of understanding, different levels of what action. Mm-hmm. Now, um, being a weekly as you said, mean you maybe you know that I don't know whether you've noticed, but then most Christians have a high sensitivity. I mean, believers, believers have a high sensitivity than um, the 
I'm delivered. You realize mm. that you are able to relate more with people, you're able to understand people more, mm. you're able to like, share with people in their weaknesses and in their strengths and all. But then these unbelievers, they tend to be, I mean, lukewarm about everything. They tend to be, I mean, most of them,
Christians, what approach are we supposed to take in drawing unbelievers to Christ? Okay, you see, we were saying that believers should not deny themselves unbelievers. Mm-hmm. So, this question, someone will ask. So, if the Bible is saying we should not unite ourselves because that is the bad company is called good money. Yeah. And Psalm chapter 1, the song says that there is a man who does not speak the council of Our feet, hallelujah. We demonstrate our feet by our actions 
and show kind to people that are around them who will be present to come to Christ. Sometimes people like many people don't are Christian but they don't show it. Mm-hmm. Especially let's say campus for instance. And people people are Christian but they don't show it. I count a lot. I remember some time ago campus, one of my roommates mm-hmm. uh, took my my I guess I came to Christ for about three weeks. So it's like, it was like, you know, it's not working, but I know that I'm taking the money. Mm-hmm. One came to me and said, you know, I'm sorry for taking the money. So I took my Sunday, can, can you follow me to go and say, yes, 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 yes. I've used my life to have to draw the money. Yeah, you were not harsh to him. Yeah. Yeah, you used love to conquer evil. That's nice. <laughs> Because tonight you go and tell them that God loves you. They have heard it several times mm-hmm. on television, social everywhere. They are they are hearing God loves you. But I think our lifestyle can draw them to Christ. And also one of the powerful things I want to talk about, then I'll hand over to my daughter. Okay. Prophetic evangelism. I call it prophetic evangelism. Okay. The prophetic evangelism is one of the ways that the charismatic church is expanded. Mm-hmm. The Catholic Church is using prophetic to draw people to their church, unbelievers mm-hmm. to their church. And Jesus Christ also used this approach. When you saw the, the woman of the, the, the Samaritan woman, mm-hmm. he used a prophetic word. He mm-hmm. said, where, where is your husband? And then mm-hmm. the, the, the woman saw that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. When Philip saw Jesus Christ, he told his brother Nathaniel that I have seen the Messiah. Mm-hmm. 
like reflect Bible says Christ is the light of God. He wanted to reflect his light upon their life. Darkness is there. The moment darkness is there, darkness has to vanish from us. 
Hmm. Light does not see darkness and run. It is rather darkness that is light and run. So that's my explanation to the question. Thank you. Thank you. It has even um, answered the next the next question we are supposed to talk about. Um, how to pull unbelievers to Christ without being influenced by them. But then, um, see, okay, some people would be like, um, maybe they just got to know Christ and they are developing their relationship with God, you know, in a steady pace. But if 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 they like they don't feel sure that if maybe they try and then bring people to God, like they approach them, they can still maintain that their faith without being influenced. These people are trying to say, okay, if if I'm just new to Christ and then if I approach these people, I might be easily influenced, then I should just like relax <laughs> and then I stay there and develop before I can make an approach to draw them in. Like, what would be your response to that? Like, someone is like, a newly, like, a newly accepted person who has come to Christ, and he doesn't feel like sure that if I go and try and then you know draw these people in, what what makes me so sure that I won't like fall because I, I feel like I'm not really that strong. Should I still go or I should just wait till I develop before I make the attempt to draw these people? Really, like the question that is out there. Mm-hmm. And I remember having a friend who um, she just, I mean, she just had an encounter and she realized that she needed to have a greater relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And that she also wanted to spread the light. Like God, God had placed it like, in her heart. That like she should to spread the light and draw the mm. people closer mm. to God. See, but then her very great, her greatest fear was that the people that she was supposed to like draw to closer yeah. to God, she just came from there. I yes. mean, she just, just make me sit down under God and like enjoy that for some time before. Mm. I mean, when I'm um, um, stronger over there, then I can use that to um, draw people to God. So. What I believe is that um, as a child of God, as a believer, right, once you become a new believer, I believe you should set your, your anchor should be strong mm. before you fall out into evangelism. Mm. When you know that when you are speaking to people about God, you have to create, it's not like create a relationship, but you have to have a thing here, mm. have to have answers to their questions, so that because if you're if you are a new believer, sometimes your faith will wavering at the point yeah. you like some some people can really ask very deep questions that you now you never even thought about it and you still don't have an answer to it. But very mm-hmm. there is the Holy Spirit who is always able to I mean enlighten and to always provide an answer even where you even when you never knew what it was supposed to be. So I believe that as a new believer and Get your ground in Christ mm-hmm. before you go all out. Maybe mm-hmm. you can, as you can, do it in your own special. Maybe through your dressing, through your speaking, mm-hmm. and all. Uh, like going all out there and everything, it might cost you. Though. And then also another th
some people when they become difficult, they just look for some small time. They need nothing. Oh, small, 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 small. Very soon, you will now start doing for like and five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. And that is like really helpful because there's so many principalities. Like the Bible says that we don't wrestle but against them in life. But there are so many principalities that actually wish you were never saved, but that actually wish you were never saved. So they are going to do everything for food That friend out there that needs God, that mm. prayer can even cause like someone to be saved. So yes, our prayers in our little college without having to have a physical, I mean, encounter or um yes, a physical encounter with that person can even save that person's life. Okay. And then also last year, I also asked that if you feel that I mean, if you're evangelizing to someone who you feel is really deep, deep, deep down there into the world and like you are doing mm. everything, you feel that oh, the person is like pulling you, you now because the Holy Spirit always prompts us when we are going yeah. away from you. So if you realize that you are being drawn away from God and all, then you should involve someone, you should involve someone who has more experience than you, so that you know there's fire, I mean there is fire, let's say if you put on cold pot and then there is a lot of charcoal and they are all lit. Even if you put a cold charcoal in, the, the, the fire won't go off, no. That if it's just one, one lit charcoal, Little charcoal, and you put a cold, um, cold charcoal beside it, it can't go off. But when there's a lot of lit charcoal, and then you put a cold charcoal inside, it will, it will what? It will, I mean, it will get, it will, it will become it lit. The fire. Yes, it will also catch the fire. So we can also do that. We can involve, we can let other, other, like other believer friends know about the people we are evangelizing to the people. We want to draw closer to God so that they will also help us. If you are not there or we feel we are getting, I mean, our wish that they will know about the whereabouts and about everything that's happening in our lives. Okay, thank you. Thank you all so much. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you can. Okay, one of the pastoral principles of Paul about like how to select believers. Paul was telling the people that one of the ways to select a pastor is that you should not just select a pastor who has just believed Christ. A newly believed Christian cannot be a pastor. One of the criteria Paul gave to the people. And also, if you look at this, if you look at much at the source, we see that a time came that there, there, there was a confusion between the Greeks and the Hebrews. So the apostles wanted people to take care of that, that their condition. The condition was about the food, the food that they share among themselves. So apostles, the, the apostles were looking for people to take care of the food. 
what they said is they want someone who is full of the spirit. So I was asking myself, how can a dining hall person just be full of the spirit? <laughs> Meaning that anything that is about Christianity or anything that that is that, that spiritual needs people who people are full of the spirit. Mm. So Jesus Christ himself never started his ministry unless he was anointed. So that we say the answer the thing is that our God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with power and with the Holy Spirit and he went about doing good. Jesus Christ started his evangelism ministry, started his ministry when he was ordained by God himself from the cross. That we we heard Jesus Christ sitting with the 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 the, the, the Pharisees asking them questions. We never heard it from anywhere about Jesus Christ until the thirty. He went to prepare himself for the end. God, they be strong. So Paul was saying something with each other so slow, then that be strong in the Lord mm-hmm. and in the power of his might. Christianity, even Christianity is, is a long term battle. You can't just stand up as a newly believer and go to unbelievers and evangelists. If you don't take care, you not come back. <laughs> so Jesus Christ, even before sending his disciples in Matthew chapter 10, he gave them power before. He made sure that the disciples are grounded, firm and deep before mm-hmm. he sent them. And we can see that the the, the, the ministry of disciples were very effective when Jesus Christ had left and ascended into heaven. So he told them that carry ye at Jerusalem, carry ye at Jerusalem until the promise is fulfilled. The promise was the strength. He said in Acts chapter one verse, he said, You shall receive strength when the spirit has come upon you. Mm-hmm. So one of the ways to evangelize is to seek the strength of God if it has not come. That's what Bible says in Matthew that the source. That we should pray in the secret that God who sees in secret shall reward us publicly. Meaning that if we accept Jesus Christ as another, but that's not the we can't just start evangelism. No. Mm-hmm. When the disciples went for evangelism, they said that Bible said they, they came with excitement saying that we are excited, we were people were healed, people were like mm-hmm. were healed from their disease, demons were screaming out of people. Jesus Christ told them, Do not be happy because I saw a light from from heaven coming down. Mm-hmm. Now the devil was also at risk. The moment you accept the Lord as your personal savior, you have to know that you are now an enemy of the devil. Yeah. You are an enemy of the devil. So you need to ground yourself. Be strong, be strong in the Lord before we can start anything. In the Bible, we even Apostle Paul, when 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 he encountered Jesus Christ on his way to Damascus, he, he he never started his ministry. He never started his ministry. He went to prepare himself. I think that's the reason why nowadays you see even pastors. The moment they are accepted, they want to start that ministry. And you see that the ministry will collapse. This is something to be grounded. How faith? The faith even has to be. We have, we have faith, levels of faith. In the night, in the gospel, Jesus Christ was talking about little faith. See that I'm not saying this faith in this place before. He was talking about you of little faith, people without faith. So, faith has the levels. So, before you can start doing evangelism, or before you can start in pattern, faith must first of all be grounded. So, Paul was saying something that what can separate me from the love of God? Nothing can separate me from the love of God because his faith has been well grounded. Sometimes I tend to put that nothing, even not sin, can separate me from the love of God. Because I have come to the realization that Jesus Christ has conquered me. Even the sinners have come to me. He has forgiven me. So there is nothing that can make me. If you know all these things, you know you have nothing about the
So we have actually exhausted all the questions. Yes. And yes, we have come to the end of our discussion. Yes, so I want to thank you, 
Yes, Enoch and Eloise for availing yourself to help like bring this message out. I know a lot of people will listen and then they'll be blessed. And then by you availing yourself to be used, like it will bless many people. God richly bless you for availing yourself. And then Wow, wow, wow. That was a powerful discussion. I was blessed and I hope you were blessed. Stay tuned for more interesting and powerful sessions on this podcast. See you next time. Bye-bye.